Chucksters, this is Charles Braxton. I'm with Austin Charles, and Austin, life is like a football game. It can start with such promise and anticipation, and then you get smacked in the mouth. <laughs> and you got to figure, am I going to get back up or not? And that's where we are this week. Hello, Chucksters. We are recording the week after the Browns debacle Sunday against the Titans. My contention is they didn't lose the game because of the expectations, but they did get blown out because of the expectations. That once they were down, they started pressing, and that was the three interceptions. If you haven't heard, the Browns got beat in their opening game, 43-13 by the Tennessee Titans, who, who are right now a better football team. Yeah. They're a better football team. Yeah. Uh, so three days hence, and the day of this recording, how are you doing? You know, We, I mean, we were both, I think, stunned. Not yeah. that they lost. I, I, I expect them to go 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven this year, so I, I you know, I don't have any illusions of this twelve and four baloney that people are saying. It's it, mm -hmm. there's winning and then there's winning with expectations, and those are two different things. So, how are you now, three days out, Austin Charles? I'm fine today. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought awesome. I thought about it a lot <laughs> the first few days, um, uh, but no, I really felt fine Monday even. Yeah, because uh, number one, the you know that was a. That was a loss that was equivalent to so many other feelings of previous years, just being let down. Um, and, the, and it's the kind of loss that makes you not want to watch football. <laughs> you know, uh, For a which, day. Is, which is a real, which is a real bummer when it's opening weekend. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you have the Cowboys yeah. Giants on after whatever. You know, that was, that's a real bummer. You have Sunday night game and the Patriots and Steelers. So, uh, yeah. I was fine by Monday night. I enjoyed those those games a lot, but. Um, but so it, was, it helped. First, it helped me having the U.S. Open right after um, watching mm -hmm. that. It kind of took my mind off which, of it, which was amazing. But I, then, I, 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 I know the the most recent contender to, you know, dominate your mind. I think it's the best tennis match I've ever seen. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, it was unbelievable. For all the people that are just you know. Uh, the 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 writers of this because not every tennis writer hardly has played tennis. Um, the nag, you know, the, the it's just barbaric that the men have to play best of five and prove their oh, masculinity by playing best of five when the, everyone else plays best of three. I mean, looking at geez, uh, Wimbledon final this year and this final, yeah. you know, you just when you say, I mean, the, the thrill of of the of these guys trying to survive. Um, Did you see Rafa couldn't get his hours. jeans on afterward? Yeah. He, he yeah. could not get dressed. That's how. Did yeah. you notice after he went in, he went immediately into the medical area. Mm -hmm. He didn't even go to the locker room. Yeah. You have labor cup in nine days. <laughs> There's no way. He'll probably play doubles. That's about it. But So that helped me, you know, because I just got so in, invested in that immediately. I love Medvedev. He's just a blast. I love Rafa. I love how he turned from villain to hero. Yeah. His self-deprecation. If you didn't see it, uh, YouTube, his post-game 
on the court interview. It was just classic. Yeah. Actually, classic damage control marketing and how he turned a negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. Neat, neat guy. Yeah. Neat yeah. guy. Yeah. So it was, that, that was that yeah. was that really helped me get through it all. And I, I woke up Monday feeling pretty fine. I thought about it a lot, but like I didn't. I wasn't down. And for a number of rational reasons, I think one being that potentially it's most likely that losing by 30 with all that hype is better for that team than winning by 30 had that been the I case. I would agree with that in the long term, um, yeah. I, I, Yeah, and same as you. I've never, you know, Fleming, I did those picks, but I, uh, if, if I was putting money on it, I mean, I, I would have gone with the, mm-hmm. the Saints and Eagles and the, you know, Rams and or the Chargers and the Patriots. You know, I would have picked certain teams mm-hmm. to go to, you know, I wouldn't have picked the Browns. So. But you um, your heart. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think I've always thought all along. Yeah, this team is a. It's a. It's a. It's going to be a really dangerous wild card team. I, I think that's their. That's so what they got to fight for. Yeah, I think it was a must. I said it was a must win. Yes, Sunday because they got to do what good teams do. You know, they have to win games they shouldn't win because they're playing poorly. They have to win games they shouldn't win because they're outmatched on the road at New England or something at Pittsburgh. They need to have a winning record at home. They got to win the home opener. You got to do things that just mm-hmm. normal teams do, you know, moderately good teams do. So um, that was one of those markers, and, and we failed that. But I think it's okay. I also think uh, this is this is what really did it for me. Made me feel okay. Uh, it's a, it's a team that's built on getting hot and being hot. You know, it's it's a team that's mm-hmm. built on whose highs are going to be really really high. Yeah, I think so. They're going to have five hundred fifty yard people. throwing games yeah. at Cincinnati or something. You yeah. know, they're going to. And then their lows are going to be really low. When they when they get blown out, they get blown out. They're not the Titans. I mean, the Titans. This is what this is this is where I felt good. The Titans are a really good team, really good playoff team. That's going to be a great division with them in Houston. Um, but that's really as good as the Tennessee is going to get. I mean, we think about it: mm-hmm. a solid defense that beats you up. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry running 25 times a game. And then Marcus Mariota played literally the game of his life Sunday. Yeah, I mean, he's literally never played like that. In his he's, life. Not, he's not and a he fantasy won't, And he won't player. play that yeah. well in his life Mm-mm. or in the, in the next the rest of the year. So that's as good as Tennessee will get. That's as bad as the Browns will get. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I think, I think that gave some consolation of they're not Tennessee. They're not going to grind you out. They're not going to be a steady, you know, be in every game. Maybe not win every game, but, we, you know, no, they're going to get blown out. They're going to blow you out. And that I think that'll put them in a position of a of a nine and seven wild card, you know, maybe they get really hot towards the end of the year and be a ten and six and push for that. But um, that scares people, and no one mm. wants to play the first round. No yeah. one wants to uh, play in the last three games of the season because they're they're five and one. You know, the end of the year or something. Here's I have a I mean people have asked me about it of course this week. You know, people are like, oh, so how are you doing? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and I say, well, listen, here's good news and bad news. Good news is I love what Trent, Trent Dilfer said the other day on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. He had him on. He's unbelievably insightful. I would listen to that guy talk about football every day. He goes, hey, listen, Steve Young and I had a pact when we were on ESPN. The first four games of the season are the new preseason. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't make any final judgments. The year the Chiefs, what, two or three years ago, blew out the Patriots at the first, second game. It's over. The dynasty's over. Patriots win the Super Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. And they looked awful that game. Brady looked old, and this was two or three years ago. So he said, first four games are the new preseason, and they looked that way. They looked like, the Browns looked like a bunch of people who have not played together 
disjointed, too much, t- too many, too too many toys in the mm-hmm. toy box. Didn't know what to play with, and there was no mm-hmm. doubt about that. I think, and Freddie looked overwhelmed to me. He he looked like a rookie yeah. coach. The that's the good news. The bad news is they got offensive line problems, mm-hmm. and that to me is how you build a football team. I was you I was googling out. googling left tackles that could possibly be available yeah. in the Monday Night Football yeah. game. Just cause, you know, just thinking about Clowney for Tunsil. Like, would we? Could, I mean, I don't want to trade yeah. Miles Garrett, but is it? If our windows, and you know, yeah. he's too much of a game changer to change, but, but to yeah. trade, but like, you know, who who could we um, go after? Who's out there? Who? Because yeah, I mean, uh, if uh, Baker might get killed this year. Now back to the good news, he had the ninth most time in the league this weekend. Hmm. He held the ball too long, mm-hmm. so they weren't calling they were sets to make that big were. Plays. They were trying to make too many big plays. Mm-hmm. The, you know they. The NFL, and, and Dilfer said this so well, he says, once you get to the high level, now it's cerebral. Mm-hmm. It's not run faster. Everyone's fast. Everybody's Everyone's strong. Fast. Yeah. Now it's cerebral. And mm-hmm. they, I thought, I just, I, I, the, I think I am concerned. I thought Freddie looked just tear caught in a headlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I like the game plan of coming out like, Big like that first drive and just come out mm-hmm. big, big plays, and that was great. Yeah, but to sustain that level of play calling for four quarters is, you know, you got to as Romo, who was my favorite, said, you know, you've got to run the ball so you can play action, so you can, mm-hmm. you know. But everything was way downfield. Mm-hmm. Everything you know, and that's part of why this said so much time is because every play seemed like was pretty significantly it downfield, was, yeah. and that's a little bit of fool's gold. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, to because I like to also. You know, more than you, I root for the Bengals. I thought that I was—I don't know if you saw that game. I was really encouraged by that. I know a lot of our listeners are also Bengals fans, and I—I I was really. I mean, they, Zach, you know, that was—that was, you know, they lost. They figured out a way to lose in one sense because they missed a, a couple opportunities. Mm-hmm. But Andy Dalton had two, 418 yards passing. He had a career high against a good defense mm-hmm. and a difficult place to play mm-hmm. without AJ Green. So, you know. In the preseason. Yeah, it is. And it is. You don't want to make too much of it because now people are going to start having film on Zach Taylor's stuff. But people haven't figured out the Rams yet, either, really. And this is a lot of the same, you know, Sean, Sean uh, McVay stuff. Yeah. So, so anyhow, that's that. What, what do you have today? What, what do you, what are you focusing on? Well, we never on? really got to talk about the uh, wrapping up of the Road Warriors series. I know we were planning mm-hmm. on talking about it a little bit. Last week, and um, it which just is difficult to, to do when you have a voice. Uh, so I didn't have a voice. Yeah, yeah. So. I haven't got to listen to last week's yet. I meant to do that this weekend. Forgot. So you and Flemster, Fleming filled in. Yeah, and it was uh, it would it went it went well as as it could. Yeah. So give me your your questions. You're you're sitting here today, and you so let's say you've been a person who's been at all four weekends of the Road Warriors series. Uh, if you haven't done that, you can go to southbrook.org and, and, and watch or listen to those four messages on uh, on parenting. Really, is what it is on yeah. raising a taking a community to raise kids. So, what are your what are your takes? What are your comments? What are your questions? I, th- I think one of the reasons to talk about it is is getting some uh, um, requests and and suggestions to talk about it uh, more conversationally on the podcast as something that can be. Uh, recommended to people that didn't go to the series. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, mm-hmm. and 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 if we're being honest, anyone who did go to the series, air quotes, attended uh, only attended two of them because that's that's the average. Yeah. Who goes to yeah. 
so they didn't get a full understanding of what the mm-hmm. of what it is and so starting from there to someone who's hey you should listen to this podcast what that series was about and what it leads into with what we're doing going forward not just uh some nice you know as I, as I said and as I said last week the the series is here is here's the ideology of what it should be yeah and then here's what we're doing with it with players box making it more pl- practical yeah. um so give some inter- introduction into, into so what first that is. A, again a summary at, at the end of the day you know what i said last weekend was was our project as a community generally but as parents specifically is to raise people who are ready as they could be for a cruel and heartless world, for a sometimes cruel and heartless world. Mm -hmm. And then they also have the capacity to make that same world less cruel and less heartless. So in other words, our way of putting in this series was, our task is to raise tough and tender, Mm -hmm. gritty and graceful people, both. Inwardly tough, outwardly tender. Not, as many are, inwardly tender and outwardly tough. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the bravado, insecure. I mean, bullies are the worst manifestation of that, right? I'm inwardly scared, so I act outwardly tough. But inwardly, you know, toughness, grit, the ability to have resilience is the talent in life. As I said this weekend, what Carl uh, Carol Dweck says, you 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 got to be careful complimenting a child for talent and smarts because the way a child's brain is fashioned, it actually makes them feel less talented and less smart. But you can't; it's impossible to over compliment on grit. Hmm. It is the only talent that matters, and that's the essence of the series. The importance of last weekend, in particular, is I got into specifics. Like, what's the gateway mm-hmm. of development? And researchers now are seeing that the gateway of developing so that that person flourishes <clears throat> into a tough and tender person is the communication area. And why it's critical that you, you get them to do the ordering at the restaurant. You get them looking at people in the eye. You, you, you have them deal with their teacher. Mm-hmm. Not you always interceding. And intervening, and uh, that that is the gateway. That once a child learns communication, it just it, there's other things that just start clicking in, and self confidence and self sufficiency. Hmm. And uh, to me, that was a real insight. And, and you know, I think sometimes in series, especially for parents, we we so are aware that we do so many things wrong. Sometimes we need affirmed. And I think there were some things I was candid about that I feel like I would do over. Mm-hmm. But this this last weekend was an opportunity for me to say, here's what I would do again. Yeah. You know, here's the things that I think that Jordan and Austin would tell me, hey, dad, mom, do this again. Mm-hmm. And I got into some of that. But one of them was we made sure you guys learned to communicate with people. You know, you and that's really been a gateway for both of you in life is your ability to communicate. And that's, I mean, that was intentional on our part to make sure, you know, you, you guys, we never ordered for you in the restaurant. We never, you know, you, you guys did that stuff. And then also the, you know, the four life verses that I shared, I would do again, that so much of your childhood was about Hebrews ten thirty nine. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who believe and are saved. Blessed mm-hmm. is a person who perseveres under trial, James 1, 12. 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. You know the, those, mm-hmm. the and then and then Romans fourteen seventeen that the, the, the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking. It's not about minors. It's not about all these rules. 
which especially pastors' homes could get into. We gotta we gotta act like pastors' family. We yeah. never did that, as you know. Uh, the kingdom of God, he says, is a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I think the one thing I'm interested in your take on this as much as anything, being, um, you know, our our son, that boy, one thing I would do again is our house had a lot of laughter and it had a lot of stress, mm-hmm. had a lot of heart, heartache. It did. Uh, to be a pastor is to bring a lot of pain into your home, which I didn't understand until I went through this. But we had a lot of laughter. Mm-hmm. Agreed? I mean, yeah. we, you know, I mean, our ability to laugh over movie quotes and, mm-hmm. you know, there was, there was a, there was a lot of laughter mixed with gall, you know, wine mixed with gall. It was, it was both. Yeah. So oh, in light of that, that's a summary of the series, you know, um, and I said, uh, one of the things is our family is very flawed, but, you know, I would tell you this, the two people are Jordan and Austin, they're gritty and graceful people, you know, um, so gritty and graceful adults and that's the goal is to raise tough and not tough and tender kids the goal is to raise tough and tender adults and so your take on it then and especially as you're speaking to your generation and the people who listen to this I know I know people in your generation love hearing you your perspective on this much more than mine Mm-hmm. So here's your platform to now comment on Road Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, it, it's I, I didn't totally make the connection. Uh, I do I do definitely now. Um, well, I, I I I that's that's wrong. There's a it's a lot. It's a big it's a big thought that I don't think I I don't um, I don't feel totally qualified to to speak about. I guess I can. If I preface it with saying I'm thinking through it, that's 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 I guess a little bit more um, safe and uh, just del- like compassionate towards the whole subject matter. That is um, the predicament that my generation seems to have found itself in with mental illness. That um, is like some plague that just popped up out of nowhere <laughs> which i don't think is the case but no, that's how we treat it as no, we, that's right um, and we're powerless over yeah we're powerless over and uh so, so i know it's it's real really delicate and i and i and i and part of the the only one of the only reasons i i do i have i do try to make connections and try to think through it um is to is is to get to a point to encourage people just to do certain things uh, but I'm not obviously a clinical psychologist, and I'm not trained to be. And I've, um, but I do, I, I do, um, I've spent some time with um, such a plague, and uh, and I sit across some people with it. So um, that at least I feel like qualifies me to think, qualifies me to think about it out loud a little bit. Um, and so, and and I'm trying to understand what depression and anxiety anxiety are, and how what are some alternatives to go about getting through them? The, the series like Road Warriors is very much, um, goes along with the, the not being a lawnmower, but preparing the child for the road, not paving the road for the child, not being the lawnmower parent is very much my ideology of, of, of going about preventing mental illness and treating it is a lot like Perhaps maybe the heroin epidemic. I don't. I think that the 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 solution to the heroin epidemic is that a generation dies off, and 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 just like in the 80s, people said, "Well, crack. We should, probably shouldn't do that." 
um, in the, the early 2000s, cigarettes, we probably shouldn't do that. Uh, and, then a and then a generation comes in heroin, we probably shouldn't do that. And we find something else. But that's ultimately how I think we, a lot of times we solve those things. So how can we get get, a, get, get ahead of that? So with, not to, that's not to, uh, that's to, I say that to say I'm speaking to what this Road Warrior series is about, which was really younger uh, it was younger it was, kids. It was, I mean, yes, it's, it is, if yeah. you, it, you know, if, if you've, you've if you've played video games all your life and you're 22 and you're hearing mm. this now, I I don't have I'm not yeah. talking to you and I'm and I'm not con I'm not damning any anyone to saying you're sorry you're hopeless. No, there's there's uh, there's just this the source of reality I'm encouraging isn't that demographic within the mental illness. Um, you're talking about area. the fence at the top of the cliff. We're not going to talk about the ambulance yes, I, at the bottom. It, it, it seems to me that if, if it, you could go about complaining how you're always wet and cold, and you're just wet and cold all the time, and who knows if it's going to rain today? Who knows if I'm going to get wet again? Who knows if I'm going to get pneumonia if I get wet? Because I don't get. It would seem to me that a better solution would be to put on, would be to to go to Amazon and buy a rain jacket. So it doesn't matter if it rains. Or Walmart. Or Walmart. <laughs> Walmart. Wherever you find a nice Columbia North Face rain jacket. Uh, it would seem to me that I would be a, a more substantial, long-term, consistent solution than to just, what do I do? Okay, now, now what do I do? Do I talk about how wet I am? Maybe that'll help. Mm -hmm. Find other wet people. Find other pneumonia-sick people. Well, that that is maybe one thing to do if you are already wet. I'm not talking to those that are already wet. Maybe maybe the best mm -hmm. thing to do in setting things up is to figure out how to get a rain jacket. So it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't. You won't be a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind, but you will be able to to go out into the the the, the chaos that is is life, and you will be able to stand firm in in whatever you need to do to be useful and to be a contributing human being, not just be so worried about being wet and cold all the time. So that is to say, I believe maybe the best antidote for mental illness, and this is where it's, it, it, I think it gets to be, um, uh, to be uh, just, to totally uh, risk excluding yourself from society and make the greatest heir of society, but in some way that toughness, being a tough person is the best antidote for mental illness. And that is not to say if you have it, you just got to get tougher. Yeah, no, right. but there but is still a quality of what rain jackets can you put on? Right. What can, what it's not about willpower and that will yourself to feel happy. No, that's right. no, it's about what can you control? What is in front of you that you can control to, that would maybe, that would maybe, it doesn't draw you necessarily right now, but it will keep you from other rainy days. And so that's where I hear a lot of the series leading into with, I think, uh, when it, it, it's so much to do with identity too, that, that what's your name? Oh, I'm depressed and this is my friend anxiety. You see, I really like your philosophy on that. Personally, your emphasis on that. So talk about that and your, your intentions with your son on not allowing the labeling, because I, I hear in my experience, I, I would I, agree with that. I, that there's now we're labeling kids. I, I'm I'm a depressed kid. Mm -hmm. I'm an anxiety ridden kid, I think, and I, now it's a label. Now I it's think an identity. There, there could be some 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 work done on it. And again, this is where I'm, I'm not qualified right, to talk right. about. But I believe you could come up with a theory of the boogeyman theory that you're only afraid of the boogeyman if you acknowledge he's potentially there. 
reality has no part to play in that. It's an, you're actually excluding, you're, you're, you're pushing out room for reality and you're only talking about potentiality mm -hmm. of fiction, that there might be a boogeyman in the closet, as opposed to coming up with another alternative to going about it. But a kid's only worried about it as if, if he's worried about it. And, and, uh, and so with, with depression and anxiety, yeah, you, you, there is, ha, this is, and this is the part that I've, I've, li I've, I've lived through it part and why I don't, for me, psychiatric work didn't work for me. Um, t understanding that tough people get tough and things are tough was what worked for me in getting through that for me. Um, yeah, you pulled on your grit there, God-given grit. Mm -hmm. when because you were in that and, and part of it is because the psychiatric work me into, it became such an identity thing. Um, hello, my name's depression. I'm depression. This is my friend anxiety, and and that was just a part of of an, of an identity. And the more we play into that, the antidote is talking about it and being surrounded by it and by people, it, the more it becomes this tribalistic Unreal. thing. Well, I'm, well, I'm depressed. I can't go to work. No, you can. Mm -hmm. What identity are you buying into? What, 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 when I'm depressed, what do I, I'm a runner. I go, I go out and suffer. When I'm depressed, what am I? I'm a reader of the new Testament. I go out and read Romans. What am I? I'm no, I, 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 my antidotes are other identities that I put on mm -hmm. beyond just I'm wet. Well, get a raincoat, and then and, and go out and brave the and, world and, and, and I, see how and capable and again, you are. So hearers, with, with you're talking about this preventatively. Preventatively, exactly. What kind of character are you instilling into someone to when the rains come? And so with Gunner, what we try to do, and and you know, this, there are so many. There's ways of parenting where you're, you're you know you're parenting, and you know this is a good thing. That those are pretty easy matters, like you know not eating. Uh, Gogurt for every meal or something, <laughs> you know. Like they're like, okay, I know I'm parenting right when I say no. You have to eat chicken. You have to eat meat. You have to eat, you know, protein. Um, and then there are other ones where it's kind of like I don't know if this is the right thing, but it's, it feels, based on my experience as having been a kid before, this was a good thing or how my parents did it that I feel like uh, worked for me. So one of the things with Gunner is that we always do, and he's a very sensitive, um, feeling, intuitive child. Um, absolute opposite of me. I, I have no, I have such a hard time relating to him. It's unbelievable. Um, when it comes to his, 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 the way he processes and the way he feels. Um, so we don't, we, 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 we refuse to use the word depression and anxiety. We refuse allow to, to word, be spoken into even, existence. We, 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 we'll even, uh, we, we will even avoid as much as we can sad and worry. Um, it is, it is known throughout our household that fear is not real. There is nothing. Fear is, you are absolutely making that up. You are making yourself incapable and not useful when, you, when you're fearful. So what we try to do with our language, because language is so important, it's, it's not everything, but it is something. Um, it's, you, you know, you, when you say, you, I believe in God, it, it doesn't mean anything. But if your behavior reflects, I believe in God, then it means everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I believe in God. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, we, our language is formed as, Problem solving. What is the problem, right, and what right. can you do? This is a. And this how can we do it together? And yeah. yeah. And yeah. so there is talking within that, but talking isn't the solution because if we're just talking about how we have mental illness, and we're just well, we're this, we're not getting anywhere. We're just mm -hmm. we're just talking about how wet we are. No, what's the problem? The problem is it's raining. What's the solution? Let's find a rain jacket. And so he, he has this whole thing of toolbox. He has a toolbox of things. So he's very practical things where he can. Um, where he can fill his time up in that, and it's always nighttime in the dark. And much of that is, some of that is prayer. So much of that is going over, the, going through his day, that whole day and thinking about what he was grateful for and gifts and, or just as simply as what will he do tomorrow? 
What, what is his first task in the morning? Get up, um, make the bed, put on my school uniform, mm-hmm. simple tasks like that. And that is our problem solving process. We don't take into account, um, well, what are you feeling? Well, the kid's crying. He's, <laughs> it's clear mm-hmm. what he's feeling. We don't need to, and he knows what he's feeling. That's the, that's the thing he knows the most is, is, is as an intuitive child. So we don't need to get in. That, that's already been taken care of. What can we do now going do forward? Do you validate? So, because one of the things I hear you guys say is, hey, now let's, let's feel your feelings. That's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard you say that a couple, three mm-hmm. times in certain situations. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're invalidating his emotion, right? It, 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 and yeah, but you're, I, you know, the, remember the three things I talked about during the series: the the three predicators of a child's future: emotion regulation, social relationships, and delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Those are the undeniable. In John Gottman's thirty years of research, you can predict a child's future based on those three. So, the one thing I I really love for you guys is the emotion regulation, acknowledging emotion, being mm-hmm. able to name it. You feeling angry? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds when you try to summarize parenting in, in a podcast, it sounds I very know, insensitive. I know. But uh, but so we do always. If he wants to feel sad, if he wants to worry, he has to do that. But it's not acceptable to us, and so he has to go suffer alone. And part of the the understanding in that is uh, um, is that he has to reckon with the only tool we all really have. It's our conscience, and I think that's within itself why it's, I think it's a great. Uh, presuppositional approach to reading Romans that Paul gets so into the conscience, our only tool we actually, our only governing agent within ourselves is our conscience too. Mm-hmm. And we have to reckon with that every day. Do I do good things? Do I do bad things? And who am I talking to? Um, uh, Socrates called it his daemon, which is the root for, uh, the only root that really comes for the Latin root for, for demon, meaning people or spirits that became spirits. Uh, they're not really sure how etymologically, but it also daemon is the root for uh, democracy. So, you have this, these people within you. In Socrates, when he was faced with a problem, he would consult the daemon inside of him. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he did this for a long period of time of his life where he can, would, would go off and consult the daemon and wreck with the conscience. And that's how he would make his decisions in his great philosophical wondering. So we don't, I don't tell Gunnar about uh, Greek philosophy, but, <laughs> but, we, but okay, if you, want to, if you want to have this, this irrational conversation with yourself, you're going to have to go do that and consult your conscience. Reckon with your conscience. Learn to... As I think the principles again, yeah. back to the road warriors, um, you're going to learn how to communicate with yourself, mm-hmm. and Problem you're going to have solved. to deal Problem with. Do you solved. want to feel like this? Because ultimately, I, we can each of us give people. Here are the tools. Here are the raincoat tools. But what do you want? If you want to be worried, that's great. I don't want to associate myself with someone who wants to worry, who wants to fear. I don't want to parent someone like that. And so there is a bit of like pick yourself up, and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the Petersonian clean your room. I mean, if your mm-hmm. life's a mess, don't clean. Don't don't go about mm-hmm. complaining about how your life's a mess. Clean your room. Do what you can, and uh, yeah, there is a bit of a duty to other people and to into into being prerequisite of, of toughness to be useful and uh, as a in, in the world and and to be someone that other people want to be around. Yeah. And I mean, that gets lost when we can ju- when we just put on the identity of this is who I am and I, I can't. And a, a lot and of left this- to himself, Gunner could have been a kid who would just drown in his emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how you guys got him into karate. You got him. I mean, he's just flourishing in mm-hmm. that, which is about respect and community, self-respect. Great principles. Yes. Great principles. I mean, mm-hmm. he's with. Mike and Jennifer Mershad's mm. uh, community there, and I just, man, I just applaud for what they do, and mm. knowing that Gage is in it too is fantastic. 
it's so neat to see him because he's developing this self-discipline, but mm-hmm. it's joyful because he's a real, in our language of play, he's an otter. You know, he, he's, a, I think he has a lot of, don't you think he has a lot of otter sure, and he just yeah. loves sure. to be about people and it's, it's relational in that yeah. way. And, and we'll see, you know, I mean, you're raising him in many ways, very similarly to how we raised you in, in terms of, you know, I, as you know, for me in particular, grit was really important. All I heard you was, know? you know, as a kid, one of the only thing you left out, I think Sunday was the second Corinthians of uh, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, mm-hmm. hope. That's, and that's all he ever hears in his <laughs> poor yeah, guy. It's all he ever hears. But he, he is, he's done such a great job of persevering. Last night he came out you know, we're in bed. Um, he comes out, he's crying, just weeping, just weeping. I'm scared. What are you scared of? I don't know. Okay. We're not, we're not doing, you have to go reckon with the dark. And so we, we mm-hmm. just, no lights on when he sleeps, no lights on. He's got to, he's got to deal with that. And he went to, and he went to bed. He's slowly learning. And he learned, um, I overcame that. Part, yes. And, that, and that's, that's the payoff yeah. ultimately. I think, yeah, you said there is, is that kids are missing that. I don't know what it may, some kind of dopamine hit when they overcome and they succeed. Right. I tough stuff. Cause part of what helps me today is knowing that I lived through things before. And, I know. and, uh, and I think I, one of the, I, I meant to mention one of the reasons this comes up to me in mind is because of the, there's a, there's a notable pastor that committed suicide yesterday. Yeah. And so that's, and, 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 and looking at the reactions of that and the antidotes to that of people within the faith community, the antidotes to all of this is this, is this narrative that I'm just not sure how to reckon with that Jesus, you know, this isn't about Jesus. This is about being open and being, why? I don't, I don't see, I don't like, I don't see that philosophy in first and second Timothy. Hey, it is, you know, matters of, mm-hmm. of sadness and grief is not about Jesus. It's really just about being open and talking about it and wallowing. And, and there's just, there how is bit, such a, how good is your gospel? And that's, yes, and, 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 <laughs> that's, and that's where I don't want to be insensitive, but it, it seems more like it's, 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 it seems, it plays more on victim than it does on victor. victor yeah. And, and, and when, in, in my experience, the people I've seen get through shit in life and, and make it through, they made a decision to where I might be a victim, but I'm going to enact myself in the world as if, as if I'm a victor and that nothing mm-hmm. can kill me. And I am going to conquer this today by doing little things, knowing my toolbox, being grateful, planning out my day in a nice orderly systematic fashion, finding my raincoat. Yeah. And I think that is what, when we, when we got into the player's box last week with Fleming and talked about that, those are those little principles that is, this is my raincoat. I'm going to mm-hmm. pers- position myself in the world to conquer, not to be conquered by metaphysical identities that aren't, that... We don't really know what they are yet. Yes, yeah, chemical don't. reactions happen when we uh, put language and we put language around it, but we don't What's know the really spiritual aspect on. around mm-hmm. it. So maybe the spiritual antidote. Actually, it is a Jesus problem. It is not just a social issue, um, psychological. I, I would issue. question how you, how much of a savior is he mm-hmm. if he can't be useful when you're in the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. And as two people ourselves who have struggled with depression. Yeah, that was that was my savior. I mean, he's the one that mm-hmm. kept me alive sometimes when mm-hmm. I just wanted to fall asleep and not wake up. Yeah. And now I, I got to also just for the sake of the podcast, I need to say this is this is a th- understand that I'm I'm thinking through this and we're talking through this theoretically, mm-hmm. not pastorally. Yeah. Pastorally, this is not the conversation. These are not the th- right. so much how a pastoral conversation would go if you're listening to this and you need pastoral or uh, professional that's care. That's, that's, a that's, that's a whole other thing. This is, we are thinking theoretically through from our experience. I, I think 
I think from a preventative standpoint, foundational aspects Mm -hmm. is maybe what's missing in life is that we need to make kids tough again. Yeah. And I, and just final thought, I would, I, for me personally, the moments where you say, no, you go reckon with the dark are the pivotal moments of either learned helplessness or learned helpfulness. Mm -hmm. Self-learned helpfulness happened there, I believe. Mm. And Martin Seelig in a study, you know, so much of what lawnmower parenting is doing is learned helplessness. I'm learning that I'm helpless against this. Mm-hmm. So consider that. I couldn't agree more with what Austin's saying. This is not pastoral counseling, what we're doing right now. This is just that father and a son talking. Uh, you, you get into our conversation, and uh, if you need that counseling, go beyond chucked. Until next week, this is uh, Charles Braxton and Austin Charles. Also, I, I, I added, added this at the end of last week's. Uh, we want to add a, a, a more uh, togetherness with Chuck. And so email me questions, topics. Please do. Something that you'd like us to talk about. Uh, if you, you guys know what we talk about, anything from, from you know, the Browns left tackle to the, um, to the uh, significance of resurrection in Daniel 12. To Martha's uh, Vineyard. To Martha's Vineyard. We'll talk about it all. So email me at austin.macmahan at southbrook.org or tweet at me at morning underscore smooth on Twitter. That is M-O-R-N-I-N underscore S-M-O-O-V-E. And we would love to, because to, ultimately we want to talk about what you guys are talking and thinking about. Um, We'd love to know. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time. On chat.